Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to this Thursday, February 22nd. I hope things are going well for you. Uh, the markets really like uh, what happened in NVIDIA. We'll talk about that here in just a few minutes when uh, Dave joins us on the air. But before we do that, though, let's not forget that there are so many things in this world you and I, we, we have no control over. However, you can take control of your investment portfolio. But you need to know a couple of things. You need to know how much risk you have in that portfolio, and you need to know how much risk you should have in that portfolio based on your current circumstances and your risk tolerance. Give us a call, 863-382-0037, to schedule your core retirement analysis. With that, we got Dave coming up next. And law there at 105.7 Light FM. Hi, glad to have you with us this morning. It's 19 before 9 here, 841. We always check in on your money this time of the morning. Quite a bit going on over the last 24 hours. Let's put it all in a big box and talk about it with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services, who's with us on the phone as usual this morning. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today as we're uh, kind of getting ready to close out this week. But uh, big news on the markets today. Boy, it sure was eventful. I just start out with the morning data dump out of the federal government because it's Thursday. And I've noticed my tip sheet has stopped saying what to expect every week when these come out, probably because uh, the guys who write the tip sheet are sick of looking dumb. Last week, 212,000 first-time jobless claims, which was a decrease from the week before and a pleasant surprise for people cheering for full employment. Well, today uh, we went down to 201,000 first-time jobless claims. This is starting to look like the recovery from the pandemic. We're two years behind time. The unemployment market just can't get choked off, can it? No, I really can't because I've got an expectation, Dave, of 216,000. So, um, yeah, that was uh, quite the miss when we really wanted to go the other direction. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say we wanted to, but yeah, we needed some indication that the employment market was returning to its normal temperature, for lack of a better term. And I, you know, I'm never going to cheer for people getting thrown out of work, but at the same time, that's much hotter than the Federal Reserve wants to see. And when we get to the Fed minutes from yesterday afternoon, uh, it, the indications don't necessarily look good, do they? No, they, they don't. I mean, it seems to me like they think that. Uh, they're not convinced that, uh, you know, inflation is under control. They, they think it probably is, but, but they're just not confident that uh, that is going to be down to where they want it to be. So uh, I think we can see that interest rates probably aren't going to go up anymore, but I don't expect them to come down anytime soon. A matter of fact, based on what I've read in that um, report, I, I'm even moving a little bit more. I, if we get a rate cut this year, it may be surprising um, based I, on the numbers we've been seeing. I'm kind of in a similar mind to uh, bring it up. We're talking about the minutes from the last open market committee of the Fed. They were released at 2 p.m. yesterday afternoon, and pretty much as soon as they came out, uh, all of the major indexes took a dip. NASDAQ probably suffered more because they've got more interest-sensitive stocks on it. But, uh, yeah, the Fed said basically they were cautious. They were worried that we aren't going to do anything until we're confident that the inflation rate is heading solidly toward that 2% target. And you got to keep in mind, those minutes were from a 
meeting before we got the Consumer Price Index report last week, before we got the Wholesale Inflation Report last week, all of which were higher than the Fed wants to see happen. And it was before the, the last two weeks' worth of unemployment reports that confirmed that the employment market just is not going to stop at a really good, hot level. I mean, all the indications since they all got together and said we're not sure have indicated that the job ain't done yet, and uh, you don't feel we're going to get an increase. I, honest to gosh, would not be surprised to see one at some point, maybe at the May meeting if this continues. Well, I'm, I guess if they do continue rising, I mean, we could see. But the indication from the minutes were that, that, that the belief is from the governors that there won't be any more rate increases. Which would be, you know, your lips to God's ears, because at this point in time, you and I were preaching for a long time, but uh, it takes a while for these things to cook in, and we're actually seeing the trend downward just with a little hiccup up over the last month, and that's... Uh Another increase would not be what we want to see, especially for things like the housing market, but at the very least, yeah, your point's well taken. The odds of a decrease is uh, probably, I won't say slim to none, but it's definitely in the slim range right now. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes, sir. I sure would. That's for sure. Hey, we've got to throw out some good news. Folks that buy international stocks are saying, hoo-ha, you know, we whine about the fact that it's been a couple of years since we set another record high in this market. How would you like to end up having your stock holdings go 34 years without setting a record high? They finally got a record high in Japan, and it finally beat a number that they set last way back in 1989. Uh, we talked about Japan having a lost decade. I think we're kind of at the point of them having a lost century by now, aren't they? Yeah, it took them quite a while to turn around their economy and to get their markets moving in the right direction. And, you know, that you, you kind of had that shift over the last decade or actually the last century, like you said, of, you know, moving from Japan to China to Taiwan to, you know, the, the economies have kind of moved. And, and I think that really had an impact on Japan. It sure sounds like it. There is a little bit of a zero-sum game in the region as well. As you said, our you know preferred trading partners and manufacturing centers kind of moved from Japan down south into the China-Taiwan corridor. Now they're actually starting to shift down toward the direction of Vietnam. Japan took a little while to adjust in that shift. And I might note that the fact that the, the Chinese economy is just now trying to turn around from what was a solid bear market for a while. It kind of gives you the indication there's a little zero-sum going on there somewhere more as well yeah it does and that 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 region so it, it, you know it's it's a it's a moving target right you you move to where you can get the best wages and and the best manufacturing cost and and that's going to continue to change absolutely but international stock traders definitely happy to see finally japan back on the uh, in the uh, bull market side and actually setting new record highs Speaking of record highs, we've got a bunch of reports still coming out from quarterlies, and the big one, and I, I, Philip, you and I got into the wrong line of work. Imagine if we were a couple of computer geeks 20 years ago working in our garages. Yeah, if we could have developed a <laughs> chip, right? To, yeah, uh, yeah you, and I could buy Sebring, you, you and I could buy Sebring instead of talking to it. NVIDIA just kicked butt. It was one of those little startup companies a while ago that nobody ever heard of, right? Yeah, NVIDIA, they've, uh, AI has helped them because they have developed some chips that help in that area. So uh, a big winner this last quarter. There was some doubt as to whether they could pull it off, uh, but they did. 
they blew past uh, all the expectations. Uh, they earned $5.16 a share versus like $4.64 uh, a share. They beat by about a billion and a half dollars and revenue came in at $22.1 billion. And get this, Dave. Mm-hmm. They said their revenue in the current quarter would be stronger than Wall Street forecast. Whoa! Well, yeah. so much for that prediction that artificial intelligence—the bloom was coming off the rose. Rose is still blooming, I gather. It is. I mean, they're up almost twelve percent this morning. You got, got to keep in mind too with Nvidia. Remember, during the Bitcoin really big craze from a while ago, mining Bitcoin, Nvidia made the video chip that all the really fancy pants Bitcoin miners were using. Now, with Bitcoin suddenly getting legitimacy with a with an ETF trading and uh, cyber currency, now we've got two different areas that Nvidia has kind of been a market leader in. So they might actually uh, not be that terribly overpriced based upon two different sectors in the tech industry. You might like this one. I think it was, I saw a headline somewhere. I can't find it right this second. But I think they said that NVIDIA could be a 10, I think it said a $10 trillion company. I'm not quite ready to see them bigger than Apple, but I think they are this morning off of their market cap. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Just a chip maker. Like I said, why weren't you and I messing around in our garage as computer geeks 30 years ago, right? <laughs> Exactly. May I tell you. What do we got for other reports? It wasn't all hearts and roses for NVIDIA yesterday, I know. No, it wasn't. But we did have a couple other companies that had some good news. Moderna actually reported, um, Mm. and they had a good, an unexpectedly good quarter. Um, They were actually expected to lose almost a dollar a share. And instead, they made 55 cents a share. So um, I thought that was interesting. Now, the the report did say that those numbers may not be actually comparable analysis, but but it still gives you an idea. They were expected to lose money, and they made money. That's Um, good news. They kind of got typecast as being a one-product company during the the vaccine phase for the COVID pandemic. So good good they've diversified enough. And then they, they, they beat revenue by about $300 million, came in at uh, $2.8 billion. Um, So that was some good news for them. They're, they're trading up six and a third percent this morning before we get going. Cool. Um, then we had a couple electric companies, electric car companies, uh, vehicle companies report. Lucid reported, um, and they missed on revenue in the fourth quarter uh, by about $30 million. Um, they got some downgrades hit them as well. They're trading down 8.1%. And then we had R- R- Riven, Raven, however you say Riven, I guess it's Rivian, um, the um, truck, electric truck manufacturer. They didn't have a good quarter either. Um, they lost four cents more than expected. Uh, revenue was off as well. Um, they are going to lay off uh, 10% of their staff. And so we've got them down 19.5% this morning. Wow, I kind of figured the guidance might carry them after the Biden administration reinforced their uh, their EPA standards the other day, saying, nope, nope, we're still going to try to push everybody into electric vehicles, whether you like it or not. I figured that would help the guidance in the EV companies. Not so much, evidently. So, evidently, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, so Etsy came in. Uh, they reported as well. Um, they uh, they had a mixed fourth quarter. They they missed on earnings, beat on revenue, 
and they are trading down today 4.7%. I will say that's an improvement. They were down as much as 8.6% earlier this morning. Um, yeah. So the revenue, the- revenue up, profit down. I got to include, I got I got to guess the transportation and shipping hit them where it hurt. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it really did. The last one I'll close with, Dave, is Root. Now, Root is a, a kind of a new car insurance company. Uh, <clears throat> they came out and they, um, they, they obviously they're expected to lose money, but they're expected to lose $2.84 a share. They actually only lost $1.64. Um, revenue was better than expected. Uh, for this company, uh, but they and so their shares made a huge jump, Dave. Huge jump, up thirty-five percent this morning. Cool. I'm always shopping, <laughs> Re- resetting the table. It ended up kind of flat yesterday on Wall Street after the uh, after the open market committee meetings came out. Dow was up fractionally. Standard and Poor's up fractionally. Nasdaq took a little bit of a bath, down fifty, but that was the biggest move in the bunch percentage wise. 45 minutes before we open this morning, what are we looking at? Dave, we've got a lot of green ink. NVIDIA is really driving the market up this morning. Uh, the Dow is the, the least of them today, up uh, almost six-tenths of a percent. You got the S&P 500 up almost one-and-a-half percent this morning. And get this, Dave, you got the NASDAQ 100, uh, which I'm sure includes NVIDIA, because mm-hmm. they are up 2.1% today. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's got to be NVIDIA driving that. Overseas market. Oh, I'm sorry. You got commodities, too. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I got silver. That's right. Silver up a third of a percent, but still now below $23. Gold's flat right now. Crude oil down a half a percent, but more than where it was yesterday at $77.50 a barrel. Well, poop. At least it's staying under 80. Now the overseas markets. Asian Rim was relatively happy with uh, our NVIDIA reports and the tech companies. Overall, eh, the market's up a little over a percent pretty much across the board as of the 6 a.m. close. Europe, on the other hand, uh, a little bit more conservative. Germany is having a very good day this morning, but the overall European index is up oh, about six-tenths of a percent halfway through their trading day. Trying to get my uh, retirement plans to the point where I can count on being able to retire. One stock drives the market way up, then the Fed drives it down. This is all way too confusing. How do I find you to get that plan in place? So I need you to give us a call at 863-382-0037 to go through our core retirement analysis, where we'll make sure you're on the right track for the retirement you dreamed of. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And one more day together again tomorrow morning, same time on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much, and I'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you, sir. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Folks, I hope you have a great day today. Join us again tomorrow. Look forward to it. Take care. See you then. Bye now.